And to think, out there somewhere, certainly closer than you realize, there is someone celebrating 30 years of life today on this marvelous planet. Enjoy it and stay curious. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Just a few weeks ago, I awoke before sunrise and sensed something was different. Even through my thick, well-insulated walls, I could hear a sound, something I haven't heard in months due to closed windows and the relative silence of winter. My dog was similarly perplexed. Even in the dark shadows of dawn, I could see she was sitting at the window, staring outside with her floppy ears on alert. I sat up so I could listen more closely. Morning doves. I hadn't heard them in so long I had forgotten to expect them in late winter. I was instantly transported to almost exactly a year prior when we had an unusual 60-degree February day, and I was sliding through slippery mud with my dad as we were working on some house siding. Moments like that, when a sound in nature takes us to a different time and place, reminds us that we're more tuned into the cycles of the seasons than we may realize. And one bird song that has done that for me since childhood is a bird to listen for now, the white-throated sparrow. White-throated sparrows might just be the first birds I learned to identify by ear, besides ravens and gulls or chickadees, perhaps. But I called them cutie-cute birds because my dad had made up his own little mnemonic for me whenever we heard that song in our backyard. While most field guides ascribe the mnemonics of Poor Sam Peabody or Sweet Sweet Canada to this bird, my dad would always say, You're so cutie cute when we'd hear that song together. Adorable, I know. It wasn't until my grandparents got one of those wall clocks with a different bird singing every hour did I learn the more common name, White Throated Sparrow, at exactly 8 o'clock. I was confused why it wasn't labeled as the cutie-cute bird on their clock, but then I reasoned it all out. As you might have reasoned out, white-throated sparrows were quite common backyard companions during my childhood, but I don't remember ever identifying them by sight as a child. They were much more common to hear. Different species of sparrows can be challenging to identify by eye, especially from afar, but white-throated sparrows do indeed have white throats bordered by dark stripes. Above each eye, they have a bright yellow spot. There are a couple different color morphs, however. Some white-throated sparrows have white and black stripes on top of their heads, while others have tan and black stripes. White-striped females are more aggressive than tan-striped females, making them less successful in finding food for their babies. But these more aggressive white-striped females will only mate with tan-striped males, which are less aggressive than white-striped males and contribute more to caring for their young, a balanced pairing. Similarly, tan-striped females, which are less aggressive and fantastic at finding food, only mate with white-striped males, which are quite aggressive and help keep nest predators away, even if they don't directly help with raising the young as much. These pairings of white-striped with tan-striped morphs always ensure there's the right blend of foraging skills and nest protection behavior to give the young the best chance of survival. White-throated sparrows are year-rounders in coastal Maine, but with the breeding season nearly here, expect to hear them singing and see them in more inland areas any day now. 
They mostly forage on the ground around dense thickets and will even go up into the shrubs in the summer, eating seeds and insects and even berries in late summer. An insect diet is especially crucial during the energy-intensive early breeding season, where adults and young need that extra protein. So as always, think twice before applying any pesticides to your lawn. These birds are also threatened not only by habitat and food loss, but also by climate change, which has them moving north and away from coastal Maine in the not-so-distant future, which is not very cutie-cute. But for now, we can enjoy the beautiful songs of the white-throated sparrow and challenge ourselves to identify them by sight, even noticing whether you see more tan-striped or white-striped morphs near you, or an even mix. What are the sounds or other signs of nature that transport you to a time and place? You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Morning Dove and White-Throated Sparrow songs recorded by Lang Elliott. Reach out to us if you have a topic you want us to cover in our show. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 